You're listening to the Clear Your Blocks to Glowing Health podcast with Anna King. Anna is a wellness coach and EFT practitioner who specializes in helping you clear what's blocking you from a level of health you can love. By listening to this podcast, you agree to the disclaimer located at AnnaKingCoaching.com or in the show notes below and agree to take full responsibility for your health and well-being. Thank you and enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to podcast number 12. Today I want to dive into the concept of blockages, uh, what I mean by that, how these show up, and uh, we'll talk in future podcasts about how to work with blockages. But this is going to give you a little bit of a sneak peek um, behind the scenes of what we work on in one-on-one sessions and at uh, retreats and in our core community, because I think it's very important to bring awareness to the physical and emotional blockages that keep us from that upward spiral of health, the things that block us from being able to do what we know to do for health. And uh, some of these are very real and very big, and and it's easy to... um, to misunderstand what what we're experiencing. You know, what we tend to do when we feel blocked is we tend to blame ourselves or label ourselves and think, oh, I'm the problem. I'm just, I don't have enough willpower or enough discipline, or I'm not the kind of person who can do this. When really there are some deep beliefs that have been formed over time, some deeper identities, some some emotions that I want to kind of unpack with you to help you understand what might be more of the um, the emotional, energetic belief level of blockage so that you can move down that path towards healing. So as I mentioned before, you know we have physical blockages in the form of unfit foods and substances. And you know for many people, there's physical blockages that you know it may be a blockage for you, but it's not for someone else. So it's very it's very um, uh, individualized for each person in terms of what is a physical blockage for one and not the other. But I'm not going to dive into the physical blockages today. I just want to give a nod to them to say those are there and those are real. And of course, in this holistic um, view, this holistic lens that we have about health, we have to work with all of it. You know, we have to work with the physical piece of it, the emotional, energetic piece of it, the beliefs and the spiritual piece of it as well. So um, let's dive into the top seven blockages. Um, and, and I want to say here, these are more of beliefs and constructs and ideas than they are necessarily, um, you know, anything else. So these are the things that I see that people bring to me that are, that need to be processed and worked through ideally through, um, something like the EFT tapping process or something similar to that, because, we have to give the body and the subconscious mind a new experience in order to heal. We can't just know better. We have to feel and see and experience something at a deeper level. So of course, that's what this work is is designed to do. So as you clear these blockages, um, you you notice that that life feels a lot more like you're in flow, like you make a decision about um, your health, uh, some sort of health intention, you decide to exercise or you decide you're going to eat a certain way. And it's much easier to do that because you're not constantly bumping up against that glass wall or that glass ceiling, so to speak. You're able to just kind of move through things. So 
Um, okay, so here's some of the top seven. Uh, I say some of them. These are these are the ones that I see over and over and over again, and it's just important to become aware of those so that then you know what your target is, you know what to work on, and you know um, you're just aware of a direction so that this doesn't feel too nebulous and fuzzy. So blockage number one is what I call what happened last time. And all that this one is, is that if you are trying to um, you know, create a new healthy habit, but something has happened in the past that is has been somewhat traumatizing to your system, then your subconscious mind, which is very powerful, you as you probably remember, it processes at over 40 million bits of information per second versus your conscious mind that processes at around 40 bits per second. So, you know, a million times faster. So your subconscious mind may have absorbed something um, from a, a situation that happened in the past, whether it was a big T trauma, you know, something very traumatizing that people would recognize as trauma, or what we call a little T trauma, which is traumatizing to your nervous system, but people may not around you may not recognize it, or you may not even recognize it as something traumatic. And um, but when you try to move forward in your health, you feel a little bit like uh, like blocked and a little bit stuck. And typically the, the primary emotions with this blockage are discouragement and resignation and sometimes sadness. It's a feeling like been there, done that, tried that, and almost like a hopelessness and a loss of, of, of that inspiration. So what's important to do is, uh, is to be able to work through that time in the past that maybe you tried to lose weight or you tried to consistently to do something for your health and uh, something happened that created a negative ex experience for your mind and body. And that's an important thing to work through. So number two, um, blockage number two is the construct that healthy equals hard. And so many people I know have this because uh, we, you know, realistically, our culture is is wired not towards health, but uh, towards you know addictive substances and towards creating um, you know every every party every gathering is centered around food and often unhealthy food and so whenever you start to um, put your intention towards being healthy, it just feels like the salmon swimming upstream. You know, it just feels like oh, it's going to be really hard. And um, that leads to beliefs that you have to be super rigid and that you have to be obsessive and that health is going to control your life and it's not fun. And so one of the things we have to do is really help the help your, your nervous system understand that um, being healthy actually creates so much more flow in your life, that there's ways to make it very decadent and fun and light and, and uh, not obsessive and not rigid, you know? So that's an important thing to process if you have that belief, because if you believe healthy is hard, then your nervous system has kind of a dread around creating those healthy habits. Okay, blockage number three. This is what I call the social dilemma. So um, social dilemma is how people perceive you if you decide to to make healthy changes in your life, or you decide to eat differently, or you decide to um, say no to certain foods, or you you are um, doing some form of of um, movement or exercise that that someone doesn't agree with, or whatever it is, 
we are we're so wired to be relational tribal creatures that the the social dilemma can be very real and um the other element of this is there's lots of unspoken rules about being different there's comparison and conformity and the fears around i can't be successful if someone close to me is not and so it takes some work to become more self-actualized and to feel confident and and really clear on what your body needs in order to thrive. And sometimes we have to work through things like codependency and over-responsibility for someone else. And that's an important thing to, to zero in on. So that's the social dilemma, blockage number three. Blockage number four is that healthy is not safe. So this is specifically related to people who have had some form of physical trauma, maybe sexual trauma. Um, what will happen is that if the body has experienced trauma around being attractive, um, being slender in a healthy body, um, there's sometimes a belief about un attracting unwanted attention or standing out. And so if you, when you think about and you really feel into um, being the ideal weight or size or being slender and you feel like anxiety or panic, that may be um, kind of speaking to you that you might want to look a little deeper around around um, safety in being healthy and slender. Um, because sometimes we'll, we'll go through things, maybe even if they're not, again, big T trauma, but many times we'll, we will experience some sort of um, emotion that comes in or anxiety around being that uh, attractive person or being slender. And um, many times that's just a belief or a, a, uh, an experience that needs, needs to be cleared. It needs um, some attention to help the nervous system release that and to, then to once again feel safe in a healthy, slender body. So that's number four, healthy is not safe. And it's a blockage, very important to work through, especially if you know that there's been some past trauma. And I wanna encourage you that, um, you know, many people feel like to work through past trauma can feel, can be so overwhelming, but uh, just know that as quickly as trauma can happen is as quickly as healing can happen. And I've seen it many, many times that, um, when you're able to help convince your nervous system and your body that it's safe um, and, and you, you receive any truth that you need about the experience that your nervous system calms down and the body just is able to release excess weight or it's able to get back on the track of being healthy again. So um, just know that it, it might not be as hard of or crazy long of a process as sometimes it feels like it might be. All right, number five. Um, number five is, I call it, uh, don't tell me what to do. And, um, this one's, uh, associated with self-sabotage. And so the don't tell me what to do blockage really has to do with our inner teenager. And, um, for many of us, we may have not gotten the chance to really individuate and authenticate, or we may have had, um, overbearing parents or, um, there, there's just unprocessed, things around our, our ability to be, to step into personal power. So when we don't get to individuate or authenticate or step into personal power, then what will happen is that we, we sort of push back on things that are really healthy and good for us because we're still in the energy of that not individuated self, that teenager self that's like, 
don't tell me what to do. Let me decide on my own. And, um, and so we have to really work with some of those emotions like anger and resistance and frustration. But when you know how to move through those, then you're able to make the, you're able to take the right action that's good for you without feeling the sort of teenagery energy. And, uh, that's an important one to work on because many people deal with this, this self-sabotage, um, and self-sabotage almost always has to do with the authority figure and sort of unfinished business from the authority figure. So, and I just want y'all to bear in mind, there's lots I could say with every single one of these blockages. I just want to give you a big picture, um, so that you, you know where your work lies and you have more clarity around where you want to head so that you can clear them and, and move forward. Okay, number six is what I call food associations, and uh, this is otherwise known as cravings. <laughs> and food associations are when we have uh, emotions that are happy and positive and exciting and fun associated with food. They can also be beliefs about food. You know, I need this food to give me comfort, or I need um, stimulants to give me energy. Um, I need, uh, you know, pasta to give me some form of um, a sense of safety. So these food associations are the positive associations we have to food um, that are wired in from early on, you know, and everyone has different ones. That's why we partially why we have different um we're drawn to different foods and it's because we have associations based on experiences from the past. And of course, these are not all bad. It's just that with these food associations, you want to make sure that um, you have the power over the food and not the other way around. And at the very least, you know how to trade foods that are um, toxic and, and substances that are bringing you down for foods that are more life-giving, um, and you're able to associate, you create new associations with healthier foods um, that can still give you a sense of lightness and joy and, and fun, um, but they're not controlling you. Um, and that's the big difference is, do you have the power of the food or does the food have the power over you? And so in, in our, the EFT tapping processes that I use, we, we work on basically drawing the sort of power out of the food and putting it back into your heart and um, putting it back into your body rather than needing the food to do that for you. So it's all just about putting food in its proper place because we're wired to enjoy food and it's wonderful. We just have to be able to, um, to not let it have power over us. Okay, number seven is, is similar, but kind of a different angle. This one's called programmed to eat. And this is all around our programming uh, that creates stress eating, emotional eating, using food as a way to alleviate uncomfortable feelings, stressful feelings, feelings we don't know how to handle. And um, there's lots of programming that we all have around food, and it's especially prevalent in our American culture that, that uses that is, you know, not very conscious about how we use food uh, to create emotional um, states of being. And, and, um, and many of us have emotions that we have not learned how to process well. And so it's very, very easy to turn to food to help the nervous system calm down. And that's really a big key is that your nervous system uh, knows and your subconscious mind knows that if you eat enough food, it's going to, it's going to calm everything down. 
And so many times early on in life, um, kids or teenagers or young adults will will get into a, a stress eating or emotional eating cycle um, because there's so many emotions and so many things to process that they don't have the tools to process. And then food becomes the buffer or food becomes the way to calm the nervous system down. So all we really have to do in this case is help the nervous system understand that uh, we can calm it down in other ways and we can feel safe and we can feel peaceful and we can know how to process our emotions and make friends with our emotions um, and, uh, and and learn how to, to um, just bring the body to a place of peace without without repressing or suppressing um, those emotions. So that's a really big one. That was that was the one that I needed early on the most was working with my relationship with food, but really it wasn't my relationship with food as much as my relationship with emotions. And um, I find for many people, um, you know, many times it's women, but men are also included in this, uh, that, that just learning how to process emotions can really help heal the relationship with food. So, all right, those are the seven blockages to health success. And, and every time you work through one of them, you'll find that there's greater ease in your ability to move forward in your healthy intentions. And, um, these are also not to overwhelm you. Just know that this is a journey and a process and we're coming into more, um, greater life and more freedom and more empowerment on the inside every time we work through one of these things. So I hope this has been helpful to you. Um, as always, um, reach out for coaching, uh, join the core community. There's, we, we work on so many of these things in the core community. Um, join a retreat. There's so much support for you. And uh, I hope that um, just even the awareness of this will, will um, spur you on towards being able to, to create just a, a better level of health physically and emotionally. If you want to go from concept to experience, from idea to action, get coaching, community, and retreats by joining the Core Community, a health-conscious, heart-centered, growth-minded community that will help you thrive. Go to AnnaKingCoaching.com to find out more.